Hey, you are listening to another episode of Decisions Change Everything. I'm your host, Kimberly Mathis. This is episode 21. So this podcast today is releasing on Friday, December 1st, which means... Dun, dun, dun. That's right. The holiday season is in full swing. So I want us to spend the next few episodes talking about ways in which you can make your holidays go as well as possible because I know they can be really complicated, just a complicated time of year, if not exhausting, if not overwhelming, and somewhat enjoyable for a lot of us. So in today's episode, I want to help you make some decisions about how your holidays are going to go. Now, this does not mean that we control all of the factors. We're going to make decisions about the things that we do control, knowing that we can change some things even when other things might be unchangeable. So my hunch is that all of us have some sort of Christmas memories that live in our minds as the quintessential Christmas experience. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you have had some good Christmases in your life, some good holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. But, you know, we all kind of have this idea of how the holiday season could be the best, what traditions to include, what people get together, like the sequence of events, how gifts are opened, what gifts are there, like what different things you expect at this time of year. And sometimes we have several years where this is the case, and sometimes we have major life changes and everything has to shift. In my own life, this shift started happening. I think for a lot of us it happens you know, naturally as our children get older and As we go through this episode, I'm specifically thinking about Christmas, but I know that not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everybody's Christmas looks the same. You might celebrate a different holiday. You might celebrate no holiday at all. Take what you want from this episode. Leave what doesn't work for you, okay? That's just always a given when you're listening. But in my personal life, this shift started happening as my kids got older, but especially when myself and their father, we got divorced and there were now new arrangements at Christmas time, right? Like it's just impossible, especially when you and your co-parent are living in different states, much less in different countries. It's just impossible for everyone to get exactly what they want for a holiday like Christmas. Then my children went to Sicily to live with their father for a little while during COVID. He's uh, military. And another big change that I had to go through during the holiday season was to not have separate Christmases, one with me, one with their dad, but because of the situation, the difficulty in everyone having enough time together with school schedules and living overseas, we decided uh, there were a couple of years where we met up once in Paris, once in London, and we all stayed in an Airbnb together. <coughs> Let me repeat that. We all stayed 
and an Airbnb together. Myself, my two children, their father, his wife, and their three-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old at the time, depending on the year. So these were not my ideal holiday circumstances, okay? They just weren't ideal. Everything was different. Nothing felt the same, quote unquote, the same. Nothing felt the way it should. Nothing felt Christmassy the way I had always experienced Christmas. So going into these holidays, these specifically, when things were so different, and even now, it is very easy to start almost like, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Almost like dreading or comparing. Comparing is probably more accurate. Comparing the way that Christmas is now, the way these holidays are now, to how they used to be. And when I specifically was going overseas the second time to spend Christmas in an Airbnb all together by myself without my partner at the time um, for various reasons, um, I just was not all that enthused, you guys. I was not all that enthused. Okay, I'm sure you can understand why. So I had to do some self-coaching and... I want to offer you some of the things that I have learned along the way in my own coaching journey that I think will be helpful to you as you're going into this holiday season should you have any similar kind of stuff going on in your own life, any changes at all that are making you think like, Ugh, this is just not going to be as good. Okay, what I want to offer to you is that you can make decisions about the experience that you're going to have. You can make decisions about what you're thinking and feeling while you are going through these circumstances, even when you can't change the circumstances themselves. So let me tell you what I mean. Now, this is the part in the podcast where if you want to be an A-plus student, or at least you know, what I always thought an A-plus student was, you're going to run and go get a sheet of paper and a pen, and you're going to get ready to, like, do a little work with me. You could also pull out your notes app on your phone. That is always handy. You could also just literally think about this in your head as I talk. That's also an option. But what I want you to do is to think about the upcoming holiday season. Think about whatever it is that you are not feeling so great about. And I just want you to take a minute to notice what your thoughts are about it. Okay, so back in the day, one of these Christmases that I'm talking about, some of my thoughts were things like, I have to do what they want to do, or I have no choice, or Christmas will never be the same again, wah, wah. You know, that kind of like the way I like to do Christmas is never going to be the same again. The way I like to do Christmas is dead and gone. Right. Nothing will ever be the same. It will never be good. Like I know those thoughts when I speak them out loud and I see them, especially if they're written on paper. It's like, OK, Kimberly, you're being like a tiny little bit overdramatic. Like I get it. I get it. But this is what our brains do. It is important that we see that. It's important that you see 
what is actually happening there. Now, if you are writing this down in some sort of app or on a piece of paper, or even just thinking about it, like I said, I also want you to notice if there's any shift at all that happens when you go from the thought itself, like just noticing the thought itself, such as Christmas will never be the same, to inserting this little phrase at the beginning, I notice I'm having the thought Christmas will never be the same. Okay, that just adds a little bit of distance between who we are and what our brain is doing. So what did you come up with? What do you notice being there? Is it a lot of complaints? Is it a lot of here's all these people ruining it for me? Is it blame? Is it feeling almost like everything's out of your control? Kind of what some people would refer to as like a victim mindset. I don't like to think about it like that. I think about it as like just the circumstances, like reality is happening and I can't do anything about it, which is partially true, right? That is partially true. So just notice what came up. Now, here's the next thing I want you to notice. When you are thinking all of those things and you are going into those situations, whether it is planning for the holidays, whether it is actually walking into an event, whether it is negotiating, communicating with others about plans and what to do, just notice how you behave, how you respond, how you are feeling. Like what is the experience that you are having going into things when you are having those types of thoughts? Think about other thoughts that kind of springboard off of those. Think about how you respond to people. Think about your mood. Think about your energy level. Think about the kind of expectations you have. Just take a moment and notice that. Because here is something I will probably say a bazillion times on this podcast, but most of us are having thoughts and then reacting to them. And our brain is an organ. It is built to create thoughts. It's not necessarily built to create accurate thoughts all of the time. It's just going to throw some out. It's like a thought generator, right? And we are most of the time walking through our lives every day, millions of times probably in the day, having thoughts that we never look at, we never see them, we never question them, and we just respond to them and our feelings and our actions as though they are the truth with a capital T. So that's what we're doing in this exercise. We're looking at like first, what is happening? What am I thinking about this ahead of time? And if I didn't question it, if I didn't see it at all, how is it affecting me? If I'm treating that as true and never questioning it, challenging it, looking for alternatives, right? Never investigating whatsoever. How am I then showing up for these experiences? Looking at all of this together, what I really want to emphasize is that when we just let our brain do its thing, when we are like in default mode and not in deliberate mode, as true as some of these things feel, right? What's more true is that all of those things, all of those thoughts that we're having are just thoughts. We're not seeing them as that, though. 
but they are just thoughts. That is the common denominator. And then all of those thoughts are what is guiding our actions, our behavior, our expectations, the plans that we make. So your liberation from having a bad experience, a quote-unquote negative experience, a really difficult experience, any possibility of being liberated from that depends on your willingness to let go of your certainty that each one of your thoughts are true. And this does not necessarily feel good. I can admit that. Because feeling right feels way better. There are times even now where I will be upset about something, I'll be frustrated with someone, and part of me knows, because I've been doing this so long, because I work with so many clients and I talk about this day in and day out, part of me knows I'm having thoughts about this that's making it worse. And it's also okay, it's perfectly human for me to also notice I just kind of want to feel that way. Like, I could probably look at my thoughts and investigate them and do something different, but I kind of want to just like feel the way I feel about it and feel right and feel justified. And that's okay, y'all. That is okay. Because feeling right, like I said, it does feel better. But when we're stuck there, when we're stuck in that place, when we're unwilling to look at other possibilities, we're also unwilling to have a different experience. We're like not even opening the door for that. And here's the beautiful thing, though, on the flip side. If you're willing to be less right, you are now open to the possibility of feeling more free and feeling better than you do now. Feeling more free to have a different experience, to do different things, to maybe problem solve, to maybe see like what you can control. What can you do here to give yourself more of what you want? Okay, and here it is, y'all. Here is my favorite part. This is where we get to make some decisions. When you look back at your list or think back to those thoughts that you found, the thoughts that you spotted about the upcoming holidays, about your Christmas, about whatever it is that you celebrate, I just want you to let your brain tell it, even if it doesn't want to, Okay, even if it's resistant, even if it thinks we're just bullshitting it, that's fine. But I want you to just let yourself experiment with any other thoughts that might feel a little bit better. Like, are there any ways to turn around those thoughts so that you have more responsibility, you have more ownership? Oh, I love that word even better. You have more ownership over the experience that you're going to have. If you are new to this, it is just like learning how to rollerblade. I'm bringing that up because I like to rollerblade. I am not a quad person, okay? I was rollerblading in middle school. Just always have, okay? Don't come at me. But if you're new to this, it's like your brain just having to learn something new, how to play a new instrument, right? It's needing to go to the gym and work like completely different muscles, okay? That's okay. So I want to tell you what some of my deliberate decided thoughts were when it came to like this situation of like traveling overseas and spending Christmas with my ex and his family and all the things. Okay. 
remember how I was thinking like, I don't have any choice here. Like I don't have any control. I don't get to have the Christmas I want to have. Okay. Those are some of my thoughts at the beginning. When I asked my brain to help me come up with thoughts that felt better, this does not necessarily mean I'm switching to the most rosy, sparkly, rainbowy version. It doesn't mean I'm skipping to the opposite and like none of that is true. Our brains, they are very smart, you guys. Like they will just not be on board for that. So I had to find a thought that did feel more helpful and that I could somewhat get on board with. So some of the thoughts I came up with when I asked my brain to do this that feel better, thoughts that feel better, were things like, I'm always ultimately in control of what kind of Christmas I have. I can give myself more energy or rest, right? This was in opposition to a thought, like, I can't do anything I want. I can give myself more of what I need. I can always do what I want. I chose, this one is so good, you guys. I chose to spend my Christmas like this. It was my choice. Do you see, do you feel a difference when between when I am telling myself I had no choice, I have to do it, I have to do Christmas this way, and the thought, I choose, I am choosing to spend my Christmas this way. It was my choice. Now, I know that some of you, some of your brains are going to want to be a little contrarian and play devil's advocate, okay? I have a brain like that. I love them, okay? You are welcome here. I know that some of them are going to be like, yeah, but how is that actually true, right? You want to see your kids at Christmas, this is the only option, so you have to do it. Like, that's not your choice. And I would argue with you, actually, yes, it is, because I didn't have to go. I didn't have to see my kids at all on Christmas. I could have said no. I could have said their dad can have the whole, you know, all the time, all the holiday time. I could have said I'm not traveling. I could have said I'm going to stay somewhere different. I'll go, but I'm going to stay in a different house. I made all of those decisions I made the decision to go. I made all of those decisions because that was how, at the end of the day, that was how I wanted to show up as a mother. Like, at the end of the day, the decision I made was reflective of my values, even if I didn't love all of the circumstances. How I acted in those circumstances was reflective of my values. And yet, notice what my brain was doing, right, when it was wanting to be a little negative Nancy. My brain was then telling me long after the fact, even days before the trip, my brain was telling me, you had no choice in the matter. Look at what you have to go do. Look at what you're having to go do. Boo hoo hoo. This is not fair. Right? Sometimes our brains are like toddlers. That's okay. But I got my power back. I got my agency back. I had more ownership over how everything went when I was there, when I just noticed that that's what my brain was doing, and I also said, what would be a better thought? What would feel like a more helpful thought to me in the situation? Oh, right, I actually did choose this. 
I did. I chose this. I see my reasons. I like my reasons. Even if I don't like the circumstances, I sure as hell like my reasons. Now, anytime I am talking with you, if I'm talking with clients, I sometimes have to remind myself and remind my colleagues who do the same type of work that when we're talking about deciding thoughts, right, it of course does not mean that we somehow decide on one thought and then magically get rid of any other one that we didn't want to have. Okay, I, I feel like we need a little bit of a tangent here. I wish you could see me right now. I'm like standing up and crossing my arms because I'm about to get on a little bit of a soapbox. But please remember, again, your brain is an organ and you don't control it. Do you control your lungs? No. Do you control your stomach? No. Do you control your bones? Do you control your plasma? Do you control anything else in your body? No. Do you have influence on them? Yes. That's not the same as control. We can have influence on our brain. We do not control it. So it is not that we are deciding thoughts as though we somehow have magical brain powers and can decide to have some thoughts and then decide never to have other thoughts again. If I knew how to tell you to do that, if that was possible and I cracked the code, I would not be doing this podcast is probably the case. I would be like on some beach somewhere, you know, because I have made so much money off of that knowledge. Nobody can do it. So when we're talking about deciding thoughts, we're not talking about bypassing. We're not talking about skipping over. We're not topping, talking about swapping one thing for another. Deciding your thoughts is not a way to bypass your experience as a human with a brain and feelings and all sorts of thoughts. But deciding thoughts will help you guide the actions that you take in those same situations rather than just reacting to the default thoughts your brain is going to throw out there. Your decided thoughts are a guide for action. They are a compass for you. Deciding thoughts to guide me is what gives me more agency. It what gives me more choice. It's what gives me more ownership. It's what gives me the possibility that things could be different than what I've been telling myself they will be. I get to take some of my control back about what I say and what I do and what I focus on about how I take care of myself and tend to my needs. Whereas before, I was feeling totally helpless. Like I just have to go and suffer through this. That feels awful. It just feels awful. So I want you to experiment with some other thoughts. If anything comes up, okay, if you're able to land on anything, explore a possibility, even if it just feels like a little tiny bit of a bridge to another thought. I just want you to notice in the same way that we looked at like, okay, when I have those default thoughts, how am I responding to those? How am I going into these situations? I want you to notice what would be different, how you would act differently, how you would show up differently, plan differently, right? How maybe you would take care of yourself, what you would try to problem solve ahead of time what you would maybe change ahead of time if you focused on a more helpful thought, a thought that gives you a little more control over yourself, a thought that opens up more possibility, 
right, in the same situation, a thought that just fucking feels better. What would be different? Okay, because that is your game plan. That is how you make decisions about how your holiday season is going to go. That is how you start with the thoughts. You start with looking at what is happening that I'm not paying attention to. What is happening within me? My own thoughts and feelings about this that I'm not paying attention to. And what would I rather have guiding me? This right here is why I named my podcast Decisions Change Everything. Even though decisions change. Something about that S and the CH, y'all. Gets me every time. You have no idea how many times I have to re-record saying the title of my podcast. So maybe it will change. We don't know. Decisions change everything. I could change my podcast title. Who knows? But this is why I called it what I called it. Because decisions, we don't have to be talking about major, big life decisions where there's like choice A or choice B. Decisions are literally things that happen in our brains about one thought versus another as a guide that people don't even know about. There are all sorts of decisions around you every single day. Making decisions like this, like noticing what my brain is doing and deciding maybe what I want to steer it toward instead has become almost like a spiritual practice to me. It is my starting point for action. It is my balm for the difficulties of my life. And this whole process, it's something I learned. I did not always do this. Hell no. Did not always do this. It's something I still, again, I called it a practice. It's something I still have to go back to. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I don't do it as well as I did another day. That's why it's called a practice. It's something I learned. I'm refining it. I'm working on it all the time. I want to have be better than it was the day before, knowing I'm never going to get to perfection. And you can do this too. I love to just talk about this with my clients as like a decision-making mindset. Yes, it is about answering when someone asks you, what do you want for dinner or where you want to go eat? It's, it is about having a decision-making mindset and being able to say like, oh, here are my actual thoughts about it rather than, well, I don't know. You decide, right? Yes, it includes that. But on a foundational level, a decision-making mindset is just learning how to be more intentional with what your brain is doing, how you are responding to it, what feelings you are being motivated by, what internal experiences you are reacting to so that you have more intention in how you are going about your life. So that's where we're going to wrap things up today. If you have any questions about this, 100% reach out. I love answering questions. I love getting feedback. If you have a comment you want to leave for me. And yes, to answer your question, which I'm sure you had, I am taking clients right now. I have room for one-on-one -on -one clients if you want to work with me individually. All you need to do is connect with me on Instagram at the Kimberly Mathis or on my website, www.kimberlymathis.com, and you're gonna wanna schedule a free consultation. It's a free 60-minute call, where we just get to connect as humans and talk about what you are looking for and whether or not working with me is the next right step. Have a fucking fantastic weekend, y'all, and I will talk to you on the next episode. <laughs>